the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Alright, come with me to Psalm 84, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 84, 1 and 2. How lovely is your temple, O Lord of the armies of Israel. I long... Yes, faint with longing to be able to enter your courtyard and come to the living God. Somebody say, how lovely. Say, how lovely. That's David. He said, how lovely is your temple, O Lord of the armies of Israel, or O Lord of the armies of hosts. Look at Psalm 84, verse 10. A single day spent in your temple is better than a thousand anywhere. I pray that that will be your affection towards the house of God. He said, a single day in your house is better than a thousand anywhere. I would rather be the doorman of the temple of my God than live in palaces of wickedness. The same text in the message version, it says, one day spent in your house, this beautiful place of worship, this thousand days spent on Greek island beaches. I will rather, somebody say I will rather. I will rather scrap floors in the house of my God than to be honored as a guest in the palace of sin. I think this man was different. His values were different. This was no ordinary person. He was no commoner. This was a mighty man in society. He was a king and ruler at the time. And he says, there is one thing I love to do. One, I love to be in the house of God. And I love to be in the house of God to the point that I would rather be a doorkeeper, a cleaner in the house of God than to dwell in any other place. That was David. I don't know what your own heart and hunger is for, but David longed to be in the house of God. We are doing a teaching series that we have captioned, I love my church. Somebody say, I love my church. Say, I love my church. We understand that we are called to love God, but in loving God, we have to love the church. Many people claim to love God who have no love at all for the church. It is almost impossible or it's almost a lie, if it is not a lie, to say you love God, but you can't love the church. You can't say you love my head but you hate my body. Is it possible? Yeah. When you love my body, you love my head. When you love my head, you love my body because it is one. Jesus said he loves the church and we ought to love the church as well. 
The book of Matthew 6, 33, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto us. David sought first God, and David sought second the kingdom of God, and everything else was added to him. He wasn't a man who prayed for things, but he was a man who had things added to him. David was one of such men. God added and added and added and added to the point that one day David did something that God was not happy with. And he told him that, David, what you did, even if I had seen that you were interested in it, I would have given you such and such, such and such, such and such. I could have given you much more than I gave you. That is what happens when you become a genuine lover of the house of God. Look at how David ended. First Chronicles 29 verse 26 to 28. Because everybody desires a good end. Most of the time we desire the end of people without being ready to do what they did. We want to get the same product, but we don't want to go through the same process. This is a generation that does not understand process. This is a generation that is interested and delighted in finished product. But we are not ready to go through the process in order to come out as a fine finished product. So David, son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. Verse 27. He reigned over Israel for 40 years. Seven of them in Hebron, 33 in Jerusalem. Verse 28. Let's read it together. One go. He died at a ripe old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. Then, that was a glorious end. May you have such a glorious end. But all through his life, if there was one thing that was important to David, it was God and his house. Somebody say God and his house. You read the Psalms. Psalm 63. He said, Oh God, my God, early in the morning will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Psalm 42, 1 and 2. He said, As the deer panted after the water brooks, so my soul panted for thee, my soul panted after God. Verse 2. He says, my soul thirsted for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? That was David. Coming to church was not a burden for David. It was always a delight. Psalm 122 verse 1. He said, I was glad. I was glad. David will not ignore a text message that was inviting him to church. Everything about church excited David. That was a man who was in love with God and in love with the church. He set his affection. He so much loved the church to the point that he wanted to build a temple for God. God said, don't do it. He said, I'll still do it anyway. Went ahead and made a lot of investment. Saved up a lot of money. Bought most of the things that were needed. And then handed it over. That is a man who genuinely loves the house of God. We are called to love God and we are called to love his people. And the people of God forms the church of God. So, how do we love the church? First of all, we must understand what the church is all about. Somebody say, what is the church all about? Say, what is the church all about? That's the title of my teaching. What is the church all about? What is church all about? Is it a building? Is it a special event we attend? What is the church all about? To know what the church is about, we should also learn what it's not about. The church, number one, is not a building. Somebody say, it's not a building. Say, the church is not a building. Good. The church is not a building. When we are not here, 
Tomorrow, the owner of this property can use it for anything. She can decide to use it for a discotheque. He can use it for game center. She can use it for all manner of things. What consecrates this place is our presence here. It's not these blocks. Praise God. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The church is not a building. Pastor, are you saying buildings are not important? Buildings are good as long as they form a decent meeting place for us to come. But the church is not a building. Somebody say the church is not a building. In the book of Acts, the Bible tells us that Jesus died as chapter 20 verse 25 or so. Let me go to 28. Let me see. Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore, take it to yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. So Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. Who did Jesus purchase? According to the New Testament, he did not purchase any building. There is no building in Rome or anywhere that Jesus died for. Jesus died for you and I. Praise God. He shed his blood. The Bible said in the fullness of time, God sent for the son. Born under the law that he may deliver those who were all their lifetime subject to the law. So we are the people that Jesus shed his blood for. So when a group of people for whom Jesus shed his blood, a group of people who have accepted the lordship of Jesus over their lives, they gather together. They form what we call the church. So the church is not a building. The church is also not an event. You can attend an event in a church meeting and not necessarily be part of the church. So what is the church? The church is a spiritual community. Somebody say a spiritual community. Say a spiritual community. A spiritual community of people to which you belong within a specified locality. So, when we talk about church, we are talking about community of people. Somebody say a community of people. That's what makes a church. A church is made up of a community of people. And when you belong to that community, we can describe you as part of a church. It's a community of people. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ. Maybe we should do it in the New King James Version. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and sustenance our brother. Verse 2, he says, To the church of God, which is at, to those who are sanctified in... Okay, so he's describing the church and he says, One, the church is a group of people sanctified. Somebody say, I'm sanctified. I don't think you think that about yourself. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, that's how God sees you. It's always important that you see yourself the way God sees you. Most of the time, when people come to the church and they see certain people display certain things, we don't look like sanctified people, but we are sanctified. Yeah, that, that's what the Bible says. He said, to the church of God, which is like, to those who are sanctified in Christ. Somebody say, I'm sanctified in Christ. Ooh, may this become your mentality. Sanctified, sanctified. He says, sanctified in Christ Jesus. Call to be saints. If you don't understand what sanctification means, it means you have been called to become a saint. Don't wait till you die and then pay money for you to be beatified as a saint. No, you are a saint now. 
Somebody say, I'm a saint now. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have been made to believe that they have to die. And then they'll be beatified. They'll go through a certain process, beatify them, and they become saints. But we are not called to be saints in death. We are saints in life. Somebody say, I'm a saint. Say, I am a saint. That's it. When all, in every place, who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both dears and ours. Somebody said the church is a community. It's a community of sanctified people. It's a community of people who have submitted to the lordship and the leadership of Christ. It's a community of saints. Somebody say, I'm a part of a community of saints. Good. That's what the church is about. So, what kind of community is the local church? Now we understand. You agree that it's a community? Community of people. What kind of community is it? Because there are many communities. In Kumasi, there's an Ewa community. There's a Frafra community. There's a Gomba community. There are all kinds of communities. So what kind of community is the church? The church is, number one, a community of connected people. Somebody say connected people. Members in the church are connected. If you are looking for somebody to marry, it's church. Say an amen. You're a single man. Don't be looking at wrong places. Before you consider any girl outside, the first place is their church. Community of connected people. Praise God. Community of connected people. That's it. We are connected. Somebody say we are connected. Yeah. This is the only community where we are connected by blood, but we are free to marry ourselves. Praise God. In this community, it is not uh, incest. We can do it freely. Praise God. Yeah. We are connected. Connected. Look at what the Bible says. How connected are we? We have everything in one. There is one body. Somebody say one body. Uh-huh. So if you want to know the extent of our connection, he says one, we belong to one body. And just like your body, I don't think you say your hand is not connected to your body. You will say your nose is not connected to your body. If it is not connected, then I wonder the kind of person you are. All of them must work together. Praise God. He said there is one body. So we are connected by one body. We have one spirit. Which spirit do you have? You have the Holy Spirit in you. I have the Holy Spirit in me. So we have one spirit. He says just as we were called with one hope of your calling. Verse 5. He says, one Lord, who is your Lord? Jesus Christ. One faith, one baptism. Go on. He said, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. That is how connected we are. Somebody say we are connected. Yeah. There are a number of biblical pictures about the church. One of them is the church is a bride. The church is described as a family and the church is described as a body. But when we want to look at the connection between members in the body or in the church, the best pictures we see are the pictures of family and a picture of the church as a body. So let's look at the church as a family. Ephesians 3.11 So now, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. So now, we can't say this one is an this one is a fantasy. Am I communicating here? In church, 
When you're looking for somebody to marry, stop thinking away and fancy and ga and uh, frafra and all of those things. Say amen. amen. Yeah. 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 Some of us, the only chance we have to let our family know that we are born again is to be able to bring the nature of Christ to the family. But there are people who get born again and they never depart from their natural family. They are stronger with their natural family. They, they got born again many years ago, but they are more Asante than they are Christians. They are more Elwes than they are Christians. They are more Fantis than they are Christians. When the matter comes up, we are the Fanti for any say no. The first thought a Christopher for any say that's a Christian. Yeah, but a lot of people are more conscious of their natural heritage. And if you look at it, listen, if there is a family that you should be more conscious of and you should make sure that you stay with and you keep in contact with very well is your spiritual family. It's not your biological family. There's only one family that will last forever is this family. Any member in your family who is not born again, if they die, the company has parted. No matter how you love them, eternally they are in hell, eternally you are in heaven. Praise God. If you don't like me today, you won't like me forever. Because you are going to the same place. We'll be living in the same place. We are, that, that's why you must learn to like people now. You can't hate a member in the same family. Praise God. We are all members of the same family. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, I like this. He said, God decided in advance to adopt us. Someone say adopt us. Adopt us. Adoption during the era of the New Testament was amazing because under adoption, the one you 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 are chosen by a family that likes you. I heard the story of a, some, somebody, uh, a child that was being teased. He had been adopted by a family and he was being teased at school by uh, his colleagues who were born. He said, uh, as for you, your parents had to make do with you because they didn't have a choice. But me, they took their time to choose me. So I'm more important. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, as for you, whatever they got, that's what they, they made. But as for me, they specifically came to choose me. That is how important you are to God. When the Bible talks about adoption, that is it. God took his time to choose you. He could have chosen too many people. He said, you come, you come. You come, you come, you come, you come, you come. So stop getting worried about this guy didn't choose me to marry me. This job didn't choose me. This embassy didn't choose me to give me visa. God has chosen you. Praise God. The most important person whose choice matters has already chosen you. He said he chose us to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ. So when you accepted Jesus Christ, you became an integral member of God's family. And he said this was what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So it brings God great pleasure that we are a part of his family. So the church is a family. Somebody say it's a family. And it's a family we are connected. Your natural family, you are connected by blood, which is not eternal blood. But in our spiritual family, we are connected by blood, which is eternal blood. That's the blood of Christ. The priceless blood of Christ. Number two, the picture of a body. The church, we are connected because the church gives us a picture of a body. Somebody say body. 
Say body. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 13. The human body has many parts. Somebody say many parts. Many, many parts. Many parts. The human body has many, many parts. You have a head, you have nose, you have neck, you have legs, you have feet, you have hands. All kinds of parts. But the many parts make up one whole body. Somebody say many parts make up one whole body. So it is with Christ. Some of you are like this. Some of you are. Let's read it. Some of you are. Some of you are. Some of you are. Some of you are. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we share. Praise the Lord. Some are Jews. We come to church. Some are managers of companies. Some are. Uh, 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 working as doctors, some are working as carpenters. We are all together as one body. Once we come to church, there is no segregation at all. Whether you are a Jew, you are free, you are born, it doesn't matter at all. What matters is that one, we belong to one body, we have one spirit and then we are born together by one cord of love. Somebody say an amen. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 26 27. If one part suffers, somebody say, if one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. When you understand this, you will never take something negative from church outside. Yeah. You never take something negative. Something negative happened to somebody in church. By the time you realize you are blowing it now, somebody got pregnant, and then you are marketing it. Bible said, if one person suffers, all of us are in it. Every good thing that happens to us, all of us are part of it. You see, when you hit your toenail, the bigger toe, against a stone, your head cannot say it doesn't feel it. Am I communicating? Yeah, your toe does not, it doesn't look significant, but your head will feel, in fact, your head will give you interpretation to let you know what has happened. Your head. Every part of your body feels it. That is how it is. We may all not occupy the same position, but what happens to one affects us all. There are two levels of connection in church. One is connection to God. Somebody say connection to God. Yeah. When we look at church, church is a group of people who are now connected to God. So we connect to God through Christ. Now we have access to God. We have access to God as one. And then two, connection to one another. Somebody say connection to one another. Say connection to one another. If you are truly connected to God, you would want to connect with his people. If you are truly, truly, truly connected to God. The Christian life is not a solo life. It's not a life that you can live alone. I want to be a Christian alone. Nobody can be a Christian alone. The Christian life is lived with others. That's why you need to be connected. And that's why the church has been divided into families. Just to enhance connection. And we expect that once we are meeting, everybody will find their family and be a part. We don't want anybody to be left out of the horizontal level of connection. Somebody say connection. Say connection. Look at what the Bible says. First John chapter 4 verse 20, 21. He said, if a man says, I love God. First John 4, 20 and 21. If a man, someone says, I love God. Is it not something we commonly say? Huh? It's not only today. People have been saying it since. And John says, stop the fake and be real for a moment. 
If any man says, I love God, but hates a fellow, uh, hates what? Hate a fellow, does not talk to a fellow, does not uh, greet a fellow, does not have friendship with a fellow, he is what? Ask your neighbor, are you a liar? Just tell him, I hope you are not. Yeah. If you say, I love God, I love you, Lord. Then somebody is standing by you. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says, immediately stop singing that song. Stop singing that song. Find something else to sing. We want Tama maybe better. But you love God for real, no? It's not true. Praise God. Yeah. He said, if a man say, I love God, but hates his brother, that person is a liar. If we don't love people, we can see. How can we love God whom we cannot see? Look at verse 21. And he has given us this command. Those who love Oh, say, those who love those who love should uh, may may can must love their fellow believers. It's a must. It's a must that you talk to me. Yeah, no matter. Even if I borrowed your money, I didn't pay you. Must say talk to me. It's a must. That, 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 that's Christianity now. It's a must. This one that when we close service and I'm coming this way, you decide that you are going that way. You have to repent. It's a must. Somebody say it's a must. Say, say, say. This is the commandment we have. We don't have the Ten Commandments, but we have one. And this commandment says, those who love God must love their fellow believers. If you don't love your boss because he's not born again, I don't have a problem. But in church, no matter who it is, whatever they have done, you must love them. Turn to your neighbor and say, you must love me. I know sometimes I annoy you, but you must love me. Yeah? No matter what I do, there is nothing that should bring you to a place where you hate me. No. The moment you start hating me, your love for God is not true. Praise God. Praise God. So we have to be connected. I said, it is against the spirit of true Christian fellowship to be in church and not be connected to anyone or any group in the church. You have to have a friend in this church. You have to have what? A friend in this church. It's not correct that you come to church and you don't have a friend in the church. It's not Christian. It's a sign that you don't love God. If you love God, you love the people of God. Praise God. All your friends are outside church. What kind of human being are you? A true believer who has not got friends and they deceive themselves. They say, oh, I'm sorry, they are concerned for, but I look at you. I thought the Bible said we are saints. You didn't see that? We are saints. We are sanctified. So even if we do come concern, we are saints. So join us. We are part of, you are part of us, we are part of you. Praise God. Yeah. Have a friend. Get along with somebody. You want a girl? Find one in the church. Why are you looking for outsiders? You want a man? Find one in the church. Don't be looking down on the men here. Praise God. 
A church, we are connected. We are connected to Christ. We must also be connected to one another. Marry one another. Pray for one another. Bless one another. Sing with one another. If you don't like my preaching, if you don't like it, I like it. Number two, a community of contributing people. A church is a community of contributing people. A church is a place we go to contribute, not where we go and take and go. You must contribute something. Praise God. You must contribute something. The Bible says that according to that which every joint supplies. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. 15 and 16. Give me that. Give me that quickly. It's amazing how, how, how many people can see a lot of problems in the church. But they don't see what they can do to solve the problem. One of the group of people who can be annoying in church are people who can identify what is wrong in the church, but they are not volunteering to solve that problem. You know, when you are not on the field, you see a lot of mistakes. Ah, akweipa, boy, the osan kwasho. Wasampa, kujinao. He said, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Look at verse 16. Okay, now please, look at this one. Read this with me. I want you to read this with me. And let the word of God speak to your conscience if you are not contributing anything here. Yes. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Alright? As each part does its what? Its own. Its own. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing so you know why the church is not growing healthy because you are not doing your part when you are not doing your part anytime you, you, see, you see a problem in church it's because you are not doing your part so don't talk about it find something to do until you are dutifully engaged you don't have a right to criticize anything praise God praise God it was John F. Kennedy he said don't ask what your nation can do for you. You must ask what you can do for your nation. And I'm also telling you today, don't ask what your church can do for you. Ask what you can do for your church. Praise God. Ask what can I do to advance the cause of Christ? Because you are part. Somebody say I'm part. Now look, look at this. I like this. First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm closing in the next minute. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 14 to 22. He said, yes, the body has Many different parts, not just one part. Okay? Now look at this. If the food says, I am not part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that mean, does that not make it, does that, that does not make it any less part of the body. Alright? Okay. If the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not the eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Now this is what he says. He says, we know you can't sing. Your voice will bring trouble here because you sing trouble. <laughs> so it is true. You can't sing. But that you can't sing does not mean you cannot do something else. 
Praise God. You may not be the eye, but you are the leg. Work for us. Praise God. You may not be the leg. You are the ear. Here for us. But everybody must fulfill their own role. Praise God. Praise God. That way the church grows. So make sure you are contributing. Don't be a pray for me Christian. Be. I'm praying with you Christian. Praise God. Pray with other people. Share other people's challenges. Contribute. Make your presence felt. There are some people, if they are not in church for one week, ten, one month, you won't feel anything. There are people too, if they don't come one day, their presence will be felt. That's how valuable heaven values you. Praise God. You should be that kind of person. Am I communicating? That's the kind of person you have to be in church. Number three, be a community. A church is a community of committed people. Somebody say committed people. Committed people. Committed. Many people can be connected, but they are not committed. They connect to the choir, but they come for rehearsal occasionally. Yeah. When a special event is coming up, that's when they want to come and stand on stage. They come for rehearsal when they feel like you are not committed. A committed person does not operate at the level of his feelings. A committed person understands the rules of engagement and knows that once I have signed up, I have an obligation and I'm going to honor it. That's a committed person. There are many things that we do. We don't feel like doing them, but we do them all the time. Those are the things we are committed to. So you have to be committed. The Bible said they committed themselves committed themselves. What have you committed yourself to? Is it your work? Is it your family? Or is the church of God? You need to be committed to church. Committed to coming for services. Committed to giving. Not giving because you have gotten excess money. You give all the time. That is commitment. Somebody say commitment. Commitment. We commit to God. We commit to the people of Christ. And then we commit to the purposes of God. Those are the three things we need to Three levels of commitment. One, we must commit to the person of Christ. Somebody say the person of Christ. We must commit to the people of Christ. Number three, we must commit to the purpose of Christ for the church. Those are three levels of commitment. You can say I'm a member of a church, but that is a cheap talk. Real membership in the eyes of God is one that goes beyond connection to contribution goes from contribution to commitment commitment committed at all times comrade some of you when the covid was up you were not uh, available anywhere even on social media you appear on social media but not on church page you are not committed to the church may the lord give us committed people may you rise up to become a committed person he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his what and all these things shall be added unto you. If they are not added, God must be a liar. But there are rules of engagement. There is a way you commit, connect, and contribute for God to add them. Praise God. The word seek is an active word. Seek. Pursue tirelessly. Consistently go after. That's what it means to seek. 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 We are already in the kingdom. Our commitment must be to seeking to advance the kingdom with everything we've got. That way, 
God sets us up for elevation. I see your level changing. I see God move your level. I see God advance you on every front. I see all these things added to you. Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never be the same.